570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on the Big Friday show on AM570 LA Sports. Hey, if you didn't hear the whole show today, Eric Dickerson was on during the noon hour. Ned Coletti was on during the one o'clock hour. Remember, you can podcast the show any day. Just download the iHeartRadio app. Uh, you can stream the show live on the app as well. But uh, download the app, podcast the show. ED was great. It was our preseason with him as we get ready, Rodney. I think we got, I think we got six minutes more of uh, football out of him, too. Yeah, we did, but that's only because you were leading it. Because <laughs> if I was if I was leading that, it never would have been that much. Um, yeah, I kind of did keep him going on the football. Angle, yeah, he did. It? it was good today. Uh, that's his preseason. Don't forget, Eric joins us starting Monday, September 13th for NFL Football Mondays, 1 to 3. And uh, really, it's as much fun as we have. We have fun every day. But boy, when Eric's on, all bets are off. If you didn't hear him today, by all means, please check out the podcast. Ned Coletti. Yep. During the one o'clock hour, talking about where the Dodgers are right now. Also had some interesting interesting things to say about the Giants. Check that out as well. Now, for our spirituality, to allow us to come together as a people. Oh, yeah. We welcome on Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. Rodney Pete, it's college football time, y'all. It is. Smell that grass, Vic? Smell that grass? The Tunnel of Love will be opened up at the Rose Bowl tomorrow. Don't forget to visit Timmy Cates at Lot H and the and the Lot quarterbacks. H. Lot eight. Doing the pre the countdown to kickoff yes. show on AM five seventy yep. LA Sports. Kickoff twelve thirty, pregame at ten. Always especial at Lot H. H stands for happy. Ten and twenty-one for UCLA, huh? The last few years. Yeah. yeah. These are hard times, man. You know, you know, he, if he doesn't win this year, right, he's out. Chips out. How's that for a hot take? Well, here's a hot take. He's not worried about wins and losses. Oh, sure. He doesn't Listen, care. Not, not about everything that. is tranquility and harmony and purity and respect, my brother. The oh. funny thing for me, by the way, and what he told to Ben Bolch, uh, he talked about John Wooden. He said John Wooden didn't win a title to year sixteen. It was like, are we really trying to equate basketball from 1950 to football in 2021? He just wants time. (laughs) (laughs) I need time to get my culture going. Well, Chip, that culture is three years of stagnation. I used to say that when I got to Detroit. Yeah. You know, I used to say that to the ownership in Detroit. I used to say, you think Eddie DeBarlow treats Joe Montana like this? (laughs) 
Lord, give me some love. I mean, 10 and 21. You know, my mother can guide the Bruins to 10 and 21. Good God. Thompson, Robinson, Dorian, DTR, do your thing. Yes. This what DTR do his thing, man. I think he is going to have a big year. Well, a lot of a lot of Letterman are back. I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but a lot of returning Letterman. They'll have a solid year, but don't underestimate Hawaii, the, the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, we're not going to do that. You know, well, UCLA has not won a non-conference game with Chip. They have not won a non-conference game with Chip Kelly. How's that for a little stat? Good stat, Vic. Things can change, though. Listen, don't underestimate the Rainbow Warriors. That's all I'm saying. Redefine the grind, play tough, and you'll beat Hawaii. Or Ohana. Redefine the grind. The grind. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon, Kay Fig, the executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Yay, yay. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Mm -hmm. On the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, you know him, you love him. He's the master of audio time and space. He's Ronnie Fazio. Haiku for you. Yeah. On a Friday afternoon. A King Flavina. Thank you, Ronnie. Before we get to the haiku, can I get some love from Max Scherzer? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Woo! Yeah. He's 4-0 as a Dodger. But every start, you just have this incredible confidence that he's going to, you know, shut down the other team. And he does it every time. You know, he's, was he, 37 years old? He's pitching better now than he did for Washington. Is he 37? How old is Max Scherzer? Is he 37? How old is Max? Three Cy Youngs. He's not, I mean, he is the gem of the free agent uh, pickups, there's no doubt. To get Max, and of course, Trey Turner, who's been unbelievable. He is 37, by the way, yes. Ooh. Right? 34 games above 500, 34 games left. I love our chances to catch the hated ones. Here we come. Colorado tonight, Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck with Tim Cates. At 6, 7 o'clock first pitch, right here, AM 570 LA Sports. And don't underestimate the Rockies, they're playing with house money. we got to execute, we got to step up. And welcome back Mookie, 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 Mookie. Did you guys feel good with Mookie in the lineup last night? Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a while for him to hit, but yeah. He'll, oh, he's fine. This haiku is very close to you, Fred. It's from D-Cry from L.A. D-Cry, D-slash-C-R-Y. Why is he crying? Why is he crying? D-Cry, that's his haiku moniker. Oh, okay. But he, he was inspired by you, Fred. He was? Why? You'll find out. Oh. This, Haiku for you. This is a Fred influence haiku. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah. Freddy. Freddy. Let's go. This haiku for you. 
August the 27th. Final tour stop from Brewery X in Anaheim beginning at 3, giving away the Chevy Silverado with petrol and money. It's a big day, y'all. Shiki the master in the Baseball Hall of Fame, his field of dreams. For Fred's family, Louie the uncle, the lover of grandmother, finger pointing right. Doctor always said, not to worry if I die, I'll be okay soon. I'm feeling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the best. That was good. Yes. Way to go, Decry. Nice. Really solid work. Inspired oh, yes. by your family, Fred. Oh, that was nice. Inspired by the family. It's relevant, Decry. Yes, Freddie. Oh, I like that. Nice I job, Decry. I put a Decry. smile on Freddie's face, man. Yeah. Look at Fred. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, All yeah. dressed up, ready to do the town. Look at him. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Freddie. That was a good one. And what I really enjoyed was the final part of it where, you know, grandma's finger pointed right. That was yes. the best part. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because people, Uncle Louie, grandma Uncle, finger well, pointing right. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Uncle Louie, he had his. Beautiful. He had his moments. And grandma, that was the troubling part. You know, she'd point at you, as I said yesterday. But after they sewed her finger back on, it always went to the right. So every time she would point at me, I'd look to my right and go, what are you pointing at? And she goes, I'm pointing at you. But her finger went right. And Decry caught all of that. So that was really impressive. Nice Attention nice to haiku. detail. Yes. Attention to detail, Fred. Yeah. You know, normally I would say, Vic, that was a little longer um, than the normal haiku. Mm -hmm. But given that it was all about me, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Just love that. Uh, well, great job. All right. We do have stuff we have to get caught up on, right, Kev? We can do that now. No? All right. Let's take a break. Go ahead, Ronnie. All right, when we come back, it's lit. We'll get you caught up on everything, and a lot has happened today. Sports. We both know what happens. When you stop in the glass house. Get stopping in the glass house. Ronnie, Fred broken on a Friday. We don't care. Nope. Let's go. Let's go. Nope. We don't care, but we do care about getting you caught up on everything that's happened. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Well, by our buddy Jacob M. Ronnie. You have a problem this week, and he's the best in the business. You got to call him. Jacob M. Ronnie. Accident or injury. Call Jacob M. Ronnie. Call Jacob. So we know UCLA kicks off its football schedule coming up tomorrow here on AM 570 against Hawaii. USC, by the way, will start next weekend as they will host San Jose State. By the way, I don't know if you guys know, UCLA is actually hosting LSU next yes. weekend as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? LSU also wants to crack at your Trojans there, Rodney. Yep. It was they come announced. And get it. Come on, get it. Come er on, get some. Earlier today, uh, LSU and USC oh, uh, made an announcement yes. saying they're going to open the 2024 season in Las yes. Vegas, one of those big weekend kickoff games. Going to be at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders, in 2024. Interestingly enough, LSU is going to face actually both USC and UCLA in 2024. They're going to host UCLA and Baton Rouge. They'll have the neutral site game against USC at Las Vegas to kick off the season. Well, that kind of screws the alliance for that opening weekend, don't you think? There's some irony there, isn't it? Yeah. Let's all band together against the SEC, and then let's schedule an SEC team in a couple of years. Yeah, you would think that. Go ahead, Fred. No, go ahead. 
No, I was just saying you'd think that, yeah, anything that wasn't scheduled, they'd make sure they schedule the Big Ten or the or the ACC. Because I get, because there's some of these contracts that, that have lasted forever and that go for five years that they're obligated to pay. You can't break those. But ones that haven't happened yet, you would think the priority would be ACC Big Ten. Unless it's I love the Alabama fact. Or oh, LSU. yeah. Rodney, don't you love it? Eddie Ogeron coming Eddie back o, to come LA. Eddie O, come on back. Eddie O, come on back, man. It's going to be fun. LSU next week at the Rose Bowl. SC and the Bayou Bengals. I mean, I mean, to get the alliance, it's about quality matchups for the fans. Yeah, I don't. The alliance to me is basically just financial. But good football, that's universal. Oh, come on now. Come on. <laughs> come on now. Vic kind of punctuated his own statement. Yeah, exactly. I like it, though. <laughs> put a period on it. Exclamation point. So it's been all the rage, I'd say, the last seven, eight years in the NFL where a lot of teams play music during practice. It gets guys hyped up, gets the energy flowing, keeps guys engaged to a certain degree. Uh, one old school quarterback, now turned analyst, is not a fan. Well, at least as it pertains to Cam Newton. So Scott Zolak, former quarterback for the Patriots, now their radio analyst, uh, was talking about their practice yesterday and said he believes that playing rap music is a distraction specifically to Cam Newton because every time he makes a pass, every time he attempts a pass, he's dancing in between, and he believes that that's a distraction for Cam he says, Cam, quote, can't help himself. He's here to work. Everything is supposed to be attention to detail, is Scott Zolak's comment about Cam Newton. Do you think there's some uh, some substance there? Do you think that the rap music could be distracting Cam Newton during practice, Rodney? Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and he played. Scott, Scott played. Yeah, Rodney he played. Play. Yeah. He did play, but he acted like he never played in his life. Oh, my God. Yes, there's music in pregame. There's music in practice. Hey, we had music when I when I played, and so it was. It's been going on for years. And trust me, if Cam Newton has just been there for a year, if he's worried about Cam Newton getting distracted by music, then they got bigger problems. Um, it's it's absolutely absurd. Every team in the league, we're out at Chargers tra uh, training camp a couple of times. They got the music blasting out there and right. blaring. And it does keep your energy level going. So any in between breaks and of practice and lulls in practice or timeouts and things, like that, they you know pump up the DJ and pump up the music to keep getting you through practice because those pra football practices are not fun and not easy and not and they're very hard. So anything to help get you through that, I'm, I'm all for. So it's it's absolutely ridiculous. He's one of the, he's turned into one of those get off my lawn guys. Oh yeah. Who picks the music, Rodney? The team, the players. It's a consensus, like in the locker room or on, pra on, on you know, pre-game, pre-practice days. Uh, it, it, it would it would vary. So, you know, you'd have a, a hip-hop day. You'd have an R&B day. You'd have a country music day. That Those got, the country days got drowned out a lot. But, but, but yeah, no, you, you'd have the team, the, the leaders on the team would have a variety and be able to pick the music from time to time. I think Zolak's got a problem, man. It's not yeah. Cam Newton. It's Zolak. You know, what's he going to play? The Eagles? Hotel California? I mean, come on. Vic, you can check out, but you can't never leave. There you go. Hotel California. Yes. So he's playing some, you know, some little yachty. If that pumps him up or any of the guys, 
Rodney, you know, you're right. Yes. The practices are long and boring, and you're hot, and you need inspiration, and music is inspiration. Oh, come on now. Come on, Vic. With it on a Friday, Vic. So now for the second time. Yes, he did. You have put an exclamation point after your own statement. You damn right he did, Fred. That's right. Okay. Oh, speaking of quarterbacks, you see this? Uh, the Saints have a new starter. Drew Brees out the door. They had the competition between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And it is famous Jameis, announced earlier today, will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Last time he was the starter, uh, he set an NFL record. First player ever to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season for Tampa Bay. Spent last year as a backup to Drew Brees. Now he gets the job. Are we confident that Jameis can continue the run of success for the Saints under center, Fred? Well, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Give the guy credit. He kept him guessing. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it was. You never knew what was going to happen. And you know what? He would throw it to whoever was open on either team. I think he would just throw it to whoever, whoever had hands would catch it. That's what it was. Well, I like that. I like a guy that wants to hit the open man, even if it's in the other team. Well, no, for Jameis Winston, you know, if, if he can control himself, he can throw the ball. It just comes down to, is he going to be able to throw it to the guys wearing the correct colored helmet, Rodney? Yes, and, and to be fair... It was his first year in the Bruce Arians offense. And remember, he came to L.A. and lit up the Rams. Sure did. You guys remember that. Um, And the first year in Bruce Arians offense, in in which he did have 30 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. And and also remember, Tom Brady struggled in that offense for for the half of the season until they got it going. And they kind of changed some things around. So I think it, it, it benefits Jameis to have been in New Orleans last year to watch Drew Brees work, watch him prepare, watch Drew Brees run the offense. That gives him, I think, a lot more confidence, and he's going to have a new lease on life. I think I think he's going to have a big year under Sean Payton, and there's not a better quarterback-friendly coach in the league. I don't care who you're talking about, in the league. I know I play. he, he was one of my coaches, is Sean Payton. And so he's going to take care of Jameis, and Jameis is going to take care of him. It's a beautiful move by the Saints. They got a, they got a nice defense, and they got you know Taysom Hill backing up Winston. It's a nice one-two punch, and you know, Winston's got a big arm. Like you're right, Rodney. He carved up the Rams a couple years ago. He looked you know like an All-Pro. He has that potential. I love I love what the Saints are doing. Love what they're doing in Nolans. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Okay. Kind of, kind of like there it. you go. It's the hat trick. Yeah, I like it. It's highly unusual. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, stay in the NFL. Uh, Pete Prisco uh, for CBS Sports is an analyst, and he said sources are telling him a lot of Jacksonville Jaguar players are a little turned off by uh, some of the uh, antics of Urban Meyer so far. Not thrilled with some of his practice techniques. Uh, apparently, they said he's brought a bunch of college-like things to the program that they deem are unnecessary. Um, they think that he has a giant microphone on the field and one of his assistants has like a giant boom mic telling everybody to hydrate and hustle. Things, I guess, they feel like they're pandering down, talking down to them like they're college kids. Now, maybe this is to be expected because Urban has zero experience as a coach in the NFL, even as an assistant. Uh, I guess I'll start with you, Rodney, since you played in the league. Is this a big issue or is this just part of the natural growing pain for a coach that has no NFL experience? This is a big issue and it's a bigger issue now than it was even when I was playing. Look, and when I, I was playing it before and, and we had Eric on, he'll tell you there's some coaches that were rah-rah, kind of brought that college feel to it. And, you know, it, it struggled for a minute. But 
But as Eric mentioned, you couldn't go anywhere as a player. There was no free agency. The, the, the money wasn't like it is now. Now you guys got, you know, a lot of guys on the team making double-digit million dollars. You you got to treat them. You're talking about, you know, late 20s and 30-year-old guys that you're coming in trying to treat them like 17, 18-year-old kids that you had at Ohio State. That does not go over well at all. And it, it's it's... Interesting that he's already getting that reputation of being too much of a rah-rah college coach and, and is in for a rude awakening, which I think he is. Um, not only just being a college coach and coaching in the NFL for the first time, but also having a rookie quarterback start your season. Uh, there are going to be some growing pains in Jacksonville for a minute. Yeah, on the other hand, uh, I would respectfully suggest that the players uh, get used to it. Because the one guy that's not going anywhere in Jacksonville is Urban Meyer. Correct. He is the guy now. They're every they're all in on him. But they all they may be leaving. That's the difference. Is that before you couldn't leave. Now you can a la Jalen Ramsey, a la Calias Campbell, all the folks that when they were in the championship game not too long ago, Fred, that whole team left. That whole team left. And and nowadays, the way we see guys demanding trades and demanding out. There'll be a mass exodus if he keeps it up. Yeah, but Rodney, look at it like this. Let's say there was a mass exodus. Urban Meyer will just go out and recruit new guys. Yeah. Just like he but did the Ohio word gets State. out. The word gets out. Urban renewal for Meyer. <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> hey, Urban, these are not 53 Tim Tebow's your culture. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Bring it, Vic. Bring it, Vic. Okay, Vic. Did you have anything to add to that, Vic, or were you done? Well, you know, he didn't say come on now, so I don't know if he's... Are, yeah, are you... That was it. I did a come on now. Okay, good. Yeah, Perfect. Once he goes come on now, that's it. Cool. Well, we'll transition over to the NBA. Now, remember when Carmelo Anthony forced his way out of Denver, going to the Knicks? Uh, the Knicks had a great roster, and they traded away all their players so they could bring in Melo and basically were went in the tank for about a decade. Well, now Carmelo Anthony is trying to change the narrative. He says, I never wanted to leave Denver. He said this on All the Smoke, by the way. He says, contrary to what anybody believes, I never wanted to leave the Nuggets. I left because we went to the conference finals in 2009. Remember, they lost to the Lakers in that series. And essentially, he said they wanted to break up the team. They wanted to trade Tronty Billups. Uh, they got rid of Kenyon Martin. They wanted to get rid of J.R. Smith and Dante Jones. He says, I wasn't about to rebuild. So I basically told them, if you guys are going to trade all my teammates away, you guys might as well trade me too. Now, by the way, for some context, uh, Chauncey was 34, Kenyon Martin was 33. Those guys, for the most part, with the exception of J.R. Smith, who's as mercurial as it gets, were kind of on the back end of their career, so they were trying to retool the roster at the time. But let Carmelo tell it. He says they were going to break up the team that just went to the Western Conference Finals the year before, and that's why he wanted out. I thought he wanted out because he wanted to get paid. Well, he was going to get paid in Denver regardless. The initial reports and all the insiders said he wanted out because he wanted to go to New York right. and be a star under the lights. Not, not the case, though, Kevin, is what he's saying. That's what he's saying, yes. You buy that? Did he say it? Yeah. Is he a Laker now? Yeah. I buy it. All right, fine. <laughs> right, come on now. Yeah. Listen, a lot of it is la-la. Don't forget Lala Anthony. You know, that's a good point, Vic. That's right. Married to Lala. She lived in New York at the time. Well, yeah. Yes. Yes. So Lala has, a, a, you know, a huge influence on on Melo. 
But yeah, I mean, the Nuggets, you know, we're, we're getting a little older, but they were still a very good team. And he thought they could be a revival. You know, he was born in Brooklyn. You know, Mel, of course, went to Syracuse. So, you know, he had that New York connection. But it just didn't work out. You know, the whole Knickerbocker program has been in the toilet for 20 years, you know, un until Tibbs got there. So I, bu I buy what Mello is cooking. But oh, come on now. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Another come on now. All right. Fred, thoughts on Mello? Uh, look, I thought he just wanted to go be a star. <laughs> That's what I thought. Same. Yeah, that he wanted to head to New York and, uh, you know, this is my moment. I'm going to take over the Big Apple. What happened was the Apple took a bite out of him. Uh, whatever, he's here now. And that's the only thing that matters. But yeah, I, I thought then he's like, I want to go I want to go to the big time. I'm not going to be out here. I'm, I'm ready for the big stage. I'm not sure if he was ready for the stage or the stage was ready for him, but that didn't go so well. So there's a report that uh, Ben Simmons' trade talks have died down considerably. Obviously, at this point in time, you're kind of in a dead period before the start of NBA training camps, and it looks as if the Sixers are prepared to have him on the roster by the start of the season. Uh, I'm assuming that's going to cause some uh, some interesting uh, tension there between himself and the organization as he comes to camp and gets ready for media day, knowing that they are willing to move him. But all signs as of now, Fred, are pointing to Ben Simmons going back to camp with Philadelphia. You know, there's a management technique. They teach you this in school. I've, I've never really subscribed to the theory, but I've worked for people that believe this. If there's a problem, and, and it's apparent, and it's obvious, and there's a personality issue, and you go and complain about it, they do nothing. They, they, they do nothing. They just figure time will heal this. And if it gets to a terrible, horrible situation, they react. But it takes a while to get there. And it seems to me that's what's going on here. They couldn't move them, right? Whatever. They didn't get what they wanted. So we're going to act like it doesn't happen. It, it doesn't exist. And then, well, if there's a problem, we'll address it. That To me, that's exactly what it seems like they're doing, Rodney. They couldn't get what they wanted. So there's no problem here. We'll just move forward. I don't know about that. I think they will address it. I don't see Doc sitting there letting it fester into training camp into all of those things before something a decision is made whether it's keeping them or not something definitive is made they are not going to go into season with this being kind of in a, in a gray area well sources close to me from sydney australia oh, yes say that he's working really hard you remember he bypassed the olympics so he can get extra work in because he knows his game you know, has a lot of hole, a lot of holes. He's got a lot of flaws, Simmons. So he's working it. So at, at least Ben understands the problem. And you're right, Doc. Doc's gonna hold him to a higher standard this year. Oh, come on now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's lighting up the headlines. Think you got one more? Oh, come on now. Kevin's been great. Okay, we'll be back. To, are we gonna do a uh, sad sack? Oh, we are good. All right, well, we got to do Sad Sack, then we'll put a bow on the week. Dude! No! This is it. It's over. The end of summer. No! It's over. But the start of football. He puts the football over that line. Touchdown, UCLA. 
The UCLA Bruins kick off the season playing host to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Came here to play football, man. Tomorrow, join us for Bruins Countdown to Kickoff beginning at 10 a.m. on L.A.'s home of the UCLA Bruins. AM 570 L.A. Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much, yes. Speaking of which, traffic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. I mean, that is just sad. <laughs> sad sack of the day. Oh, yeah, we got to get out of here. But first, we have to of have course you do. Yeah, Of we, course you do. Of course you do. We're doing it. I don't care. Hennessy's Cabrera, St. Louis Cardinals. You're the sad sack. 24-year-old left-hander. Worst outing of his young career. Six runs on six hits. That's what he allowed. Did not record a single out in the loss to Pittsburgh last night. Cards are now 64 and 62. They're four and a half back of the Reds for the final wild card spot. Hennessy's Cabrera, you're the man. You are the sad sack. All right, Ronnie, Kevin, thanks for a great week. Really appreciate it. Uh, this Sunday, starting at 11, join David Vassay for a live broadcast at the newest WSS in Canoga Park on Topanga Canyon and Roscoe Boulevard. Special appearance by Andre Ethier. First 100 to show up, you get a mystery gift card and a chance to win other prizes, including Dodger tickets, Dodger yearbooks, and more. WSS and LA Dodgers launch celebration with Nike, Andre Ethier, and David Vassay this Sunday. WSS Shoes Style. Collection. Rodney, have a great weekend. We'll get a Monday. Right on, Freddie. Let's go. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night, down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, to live and die in LA.